have you guys is uh, doing apparel? Nah, kind of. My any up lifestyle. I've I've kind of been. Uh, I just haven't really pushed it. I've been kind of pushing the podcast. I I, I enjoy doing the podcast. I think a little bit more than the clothing brand. Clothing brand kind of. It's a grind, bro. It's, it's hard. a grind. So. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a grind. So I haven't really been pushing it as much. I definitely want to get into it again, but I kind of want to revamp it if I do yeah. do the clothing brand. I want to kind of do like more just socks. Yeah. Maybe like uh like because I go snowboarding a lot. Maybe like the face mask, like accessory stuff, accessories, yeah. not like shirts and stuff. That's just not. Dude, it's a process not my style. Like, yeah. It's a process with like just working with different parties. Like I'm, I have three different people I'm working with. To that's the whole thing. That's yeah. I'm. I'm going through a company called the Bleak. That's that's a big. It's they're they're a um, manufacturing company. Like I get these. Like they're all custom. Like hand sewn. Exactly. Shit and exactly. Where these things come from are manufactured somewhere else, and it's just waiting on that. Then the apparel. Then I take it to my screen printer, and it's a lot of work, man. And then trying to get it in somewhere. If you're trying to even tr- get into a store or something. Oh yeah, dude. I was even marketing. I had it in like three stores. Uh, like a couple in the valley I had or actually one in the valley one in Imperial County it was like in Imperial actually yeah. and then I had another one in uh, where was it dude like Salinas like in, or oh, maybe shit. maybe Paso Robles actually Paso Robles so like I was pushing it I was trying to market yeah. it out there but bro it's so and then especially when you try to go retail you're cutting all your profits. Your yeah, profits that's why I'm, I think I'm just going to stay e-commerce. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna, I would do that if I were you. Yeah, because like, then you got to pay someone to have your shit in there, and it's already as it is, man. You're the, what What are you making on each shirt? Nothing, you know? really. Yeah, yeah, if you're going to break even. So, exactly. Like, these shirts, like, yeah, my, the shirts I'm going to have to be doing, like, if they're going to be anywhere from 25 to $32 shirt, which if you look at, like, a lot of the brands out there, that's what the comparables are. But some of them aren't even doing, like, the custom, like, these got custom lip fluence tags. They're private labeled. So, mm-hmm. like, I get the, the branding inside the shirt. Yeah, see, um, I wasn't even doing that. Yeah. I wasn't even going that far. Yeah, I'm paying for a lot of extra shit, but it's like, well, I can... Another reason why I think I can sell it for a little bit more is also because it's a donation. Like, there's just going to be portions donated to yeah yeah so, exactly but it's I hard do. man it's and i hadn't even like lifted it yet so i know so so yeah this is the 19th episode of the 100 podcast i brought in ray uh in charge of the whole live fluence project uh going on out here in, in the coachella valley actually right and kind of trying to spread it around um but first thing i gotta ask you is what is it what, what is the live fluence project what do you what do you got going what's your big plan so live fluence project that you have something i'm gonna read here uh so each each shirt, each piece of apparel will come up with, will have like a custom label on there that'll kind of tell you what it is. So, uh, Cannabis Culture Apparel, it's a unique brand dedicated to helping people who fight cancer. A uh, portion of each purchase will be donated to the cause. So, our goal is to reach as many people as we can through our sales. Um, so, basically, um, it's it's going to be uh, streetwear slash um, each purchase that you purchase will go be donated to uh, the cause of, of helping cancer patients. So um, I, it's a unique brand. I have, I have like my own artist. He's a veteran artist that went to combat with my brother and the army a few tours. So he's basically like a retired, retired, retired army artist now. So all he does is draw. So um, I come up with ideas. So Obviously, I'm in the cannabis side, cannabis industry, so I take a lot of pictures throughout my grows, and basically, I kind of pick the best pictures through the cycle of that grow, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that, and I'll come up with an idea that I want to put on a shirt, on a piece of apparel, 
and um, I'll come up with an idea. Like I have one coming up that's like straight gas, so it's like a big bud, a big ass bud, and then it's got a gas mask on, and so you can kind of see through the through the lenses. So it's, it's yeah, pretty yeah, sick. yeah, you can see right through. Yeah, the butter so like yeah. so like I have another design that I'm getting designed right now, and it's it's all Hollywood. So you're standing basically, it's like you're you'd be standing on top of the on top of Hollywood, like looking at the sign. So Hollywood coming out that way. And then there's like cannabis plants, like kind of throughout the, throughout the valley. Uh, so, like uh, just designs that, the you know, pictures that I have and then coming up with the cool design. So you kind of come up with the, the, the little, the, the idea, and then you kind of pass it to him and he kind of, he makes it into something. Yeah. Makes so like I kind of, yeah. So I kind of give him like how I want it to look and then I let him run with it. He's the professional that, that's the artist. So we have a good, like relationship in that way where I can just reach out to him. It's, it's, he's more of a friend. So it's, it's a good relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. There you go. Um, what, what, what caused you to, uh, to get into this? What, what made you want to help people? What, what made you want to make a difference really? Um, okay. Good question, man. So like, like I said, um, I, I started getting into cannabis about eight years ago. I was also in the Marine Corps scout sniper um, I had really bad back issues, sciatic issues, nerve issues. I still too, I still have it to this day. Um, they had me on all kinds of pills, like any, anything you could think of. So I got into cannabis and, um, I didn't want to go into dispensaries and, and be buying cannabis. I couldn't afford that. So I said, you know what, I'm going to start growing this stuff and making medicine and helping people. So from there, basically it's, um, you know, I got into it just to like really want to help myself but then seeing the how much cannabis helps people um and get also get away from from the pills and so ever since then i just i started meeting people just in the street like just normal everyday um life and and i would meet people that have cancer and i would basically start a relationship and and from there you know i try to help out you know two three cancer patients a year through medicine through natural medicine and and that's what kind of evolved this idea of the Lifluence project. There you go. Um, that's pretty. That's, that's pretty good, man. That, that's interesting. What uh, can you can you talk on the on the Marine Corps at all? Would do you feel like that was a like a good experience? Would you do it again if you if you if you had to go back? Would you? Was that yeah. something like? Yeah, uh, definitely, man. Um, so I went into the Marine Corps. I wasn't even 18 years old, so I dropped out of high school um, probably two weeks into my junior year and got my parents' consent, which my whole family's in the military, so... Um, it was, like, normal. It, it was, was, like, all right, let's yeah, just so like, let it go. School yeah. wasn't really doing it for me, and, you know, everyone's different. You know, school's good, so stay in school, kids. But at the same time, everyone has their own path, so I dropped out, like... I joined the Marine Corps. I was not even 18 years old, like I said. I was like still 17 and a half or whatnot. So I got out. You know, I went in. I was at 0311. I was a grunt. I was on ground. I was uh, went to Okinawa. Uh, went out for the scout sniper platoon. Made that in dock, and I was a scout sniper for two years. You know, I was basically um, I was uh, during the whole 9/11. I was tasked. We were tasked to stay on Okinawa side. We toured the Philippines, uh, trained the Filipino snipers. And from there, um, basically, we were guarding the DMZ at the time. So um, I got married, you know, young, 21, uh, met my wife in India. So we've been together for over this year. It'll be 15 years. So, you know, I would 
I would do it again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of politics. It looks like you had a plan already. You were kind of like, yeah. like you already knew what you were doing. You, you you already had the military in your mind from the beginning. Yeah, it's it's in our blood, so yeah, it was kind of, <laughs> it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, I've thought about the military, and I, I have a lot of respect for any serviceman, man. And then, and then on top of that, you go out of going, being in the service and, and you know, you're, you're taking tours and then you go out of the service and then you go straight into, obviously the first thing was going to be help yourself. You're trying to help, you know, you had right. issues, but then you saw the benefits of it and then you help other people, you know, like that's pretty right. amazing to just go from yeah. one thing, military, which is pretty tough to another thing that's not even, you're not even really helping yourself. You're trying to help everybody else again. Right, right. Yeah, it was hard, man even getting out of the Marine Corps, it, I couldn't find a job. So it was, you know, a lot of veterans um, go through like not finding jobs when they get out. So you do your time in and you get out and you end up like in debt or, you know, that's why a lot of people are in the streets, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. sad, man. It's a, it's a, it's a true circle that happens. And so you gotta like really, you gotta really grind when you get out. So, Luckily you kind of yeah. found another passion when you got out. Yeah. Yeah. So like, did you did you think that was gonna be a passion? Did you think like cannabis or, or even the live fluence? Like when you did you have an idea when you were in the military, or were you just it just kind of just no happened? Man. Honestly, I was uh, my family's like was totally against cannabis whatsoever. Like my whole entire family. So when I first started getting into it, like no one even knew. Like I didn't want to even tell my parents or anything. And and so when they would come and visit, I had. At the time, I had plants in the backyard, just Trying to hide everywhere. Stuff, yeah. So my parents came over, man, and uh, you know my stepdad and my mom—they're real, like they're just—they—they they are not into anything cannabis related. So when they came over, I would have to try to go hide, run around the backyard, moving plants like from the one side to the oh, other, man. or moving it from there to the garage, and and it got to a point where I'm like, you know what, screw this. I'm this is why I'm doing it. I'm gonna I'm just gonna tell them and. Ever since, man, like I've kind of just been an educator on, on the plant, you know, whether it's people, um, or people have questions or people just want to jump into growing. Like I would always suggest to anybody, if you, if you wanted, if you're interested, don't try to do shortcuts. You know, I read books, I read books and books and books to learn like how, how to grow the best medicine. So if anyone ever asks me if they want to get into growing cannabis, I always tell them, if you're that interested, start in a two by two area. From a two by two, jump to a four by four, four by four to a five by five, five by five to just gradually let it build. Yeah, because you just want to grow the best medicine possible in each space that you grow, each square footage that you that you go bigger than what your last grow was. There's always going to be a difference whether it's airflow, whether it's your nutrient line, whether uh -huh. whether you're you can even afford the the HVAC cost or what kind of lighting conditions you're going to be using. There's, there's so many different variables in growing. And, and uh, so I always tell people just start with like a small, a small space and perfect that before you go any further. So uh, that's like, that's like really behind the whole Lifluence brand. I mean, it is, I, I am personally like a hobbyist grower. So like, um, it's my passion. It's like what, and it's not even what I do full time. So I, I do alarm. So I, we have an alarm company. Me and my, my buddy that we've been doing alarms for the past fifteen years, and we've worked together. Really? Yeah. So we, we, uh, so SSE Alarms is our alarm company, and so we, we do a lot of work out of uh, LA, LA and San Diego. So it's a lot of traveling, um, but um, you know, 
alarms and cannabis, they do kind of go hand in hand as well too. So yeah, yeah, it can definitely help you out. Yeah, right. man. So like, there's a lot of facilities out there that need securing. So exactly. Uh, what 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 more? What how? What else can you give? Give what other pieces of knowledge? I guess can you pass on about cannabis or the industry or growing or or what benefits it has? Like what what can you pass along? What 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 things have you learned from reading or? I would say, man, it all starts in the soil. I mean, everything, everything starts in microbiology. Everything starts from the medium, from, from the plant source. So it's not about just getting any kind of dirt and just throwing a seed in there and just, and it grows. I mean, it sounds easy. You can do that. It, like they say, weeds grow like weed. Yeah. It will grow, but it's not going to be the best medicine around. So like there's so many different variables on on temperature like we live in the desert so it's it's like anything that gets over like 75 78% in in temperature you're going to start dealing with uh you need to do use preventative maintenance throughout your grows and it's just it's you can use natural preventative maintenance or you can use a natural pesticide preventative maintenance whether it's like a rosemary blend or like a cinnamon blend but um trying to do the best medicine out there man you know it's like I don't know if I'm kind of going off topic. No, I'm listening. I'm I'm in. I'm in. I that's why I brought you in cuz I've I like bringing in just people from all walks of life and people that have done all kinds of different careers and are on different journeys and and I haven't brought anybody in that's really in the cannabis industry or even has any like knowledge. Obviously, I brought in people that smoke weed or whatever, but that's not that's not the same thing. Canada, right. the whole growing growing from the plant from just the soil all the way to the actual, you know, cutting it or trimming it and you know like all that that's a that's a whole science and a lot of people don't even a lot of people don't even have any idea what goes behind it's a process actual, it's yeah. such a process man and and to work a full-time day and then do i work 15 hour days and then i still come home and i do watering and 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 all everything that that goes into it so you know i do everything from seed i'll either do every i'll do everything from seed <clears throat> viable seeds or i'll do everything from clones so i'll if it's a seed, uh, one thing you got to know, it's seeds always going to be like the healthiest plant. So like with a seed, you're always going to get a tap root, which is, that's the first root that comes out of, out of a plant. Mm-hmm. With a clone, you're never going to have a tap root just because it's from the mother. It's a cutting. It's never going to have a tap root. You can have a healthy mother take clones, healthy clones, but it's not going to be as healthy as, as uh, a, a healthy real, seed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like it all starts from there, man. And then from there, like I'll do all the cloning. I'll do everything from vegging to flowering and from flowering, from flowering to drying and from drying to curing and from curing to, to trimming and from trimming to what else, what else, wherever it goes from there. Yeah. Just leave it there. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, a, exactly. it's, a, it's a process, man. And like, like I said, like I have a very small circle that I work with, so I don't, I'm not the guy that's on the side of the street hustling eights. I'm, I have like, I have a small circle of, of friends or a lot of them are family and family of friends or someone like you that we've just met and, and like, you know, it's those type of people that I'm interested in. So like, I'm not trying to go outside of that circle. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Problems and, and I, I'm, I'm, I want to get with people that, that want great medicine and can understand like it comes from farmer to, to you. It's, you know, it's very selective of who I deal with. Have you ever um, grown hi- like hydroponics? Have you ever done? So um, I do. So just so people know, like the difference between the hydroponics and like a medium. So 
um, like soil, soil is considered a medium. So there's different, so many different blends of soil that you can do and inputs that you can put into soil to, to create the best flower. But then hydroponics, um, a lot of people think that hydroponics is just means water, running water. Uh-huh. Uh, like if you have a drip system or a no-till system, a lot of people think that that's just considered hydroponics. But you can also be, um, you can also be um, have a medium for a cannabis plant where you're just like if you had soil, but a medium that's inert. So anything that's considered inert is like cocoa core. So cocoa core, you can grow in cocoa, which is inert, means it's like pH buffered. It's there's no pH um, high or low. It's it's it's, med- just... it's medium. So like in plants, just like humans, your body. Uh, plants, cannabis plants like to be in a pH range anywhere between like a 5.5 to a 6.5 depending on the medium, if it's soil, if it's cocoa. So like there's a lot of things that go into into, uh, the knowledge of the plant. So like that's what's awesome and that's what I like about it. So like, but like you can grow, you can grow hydroponically with cocoa core and like vermiculite or cocoa and perlite and and still considered hydroponics even if you're hand watering. Okay, alright. That's interesting. Um, so have you ever done it yourself hydroponics or have you never? I've done hydroponics. Um, so basically, it would it, is it is it like the uh, is it like the cocoa core? Is it is it like those discs? Like those soil? Is it like those soil? So what they, are have, they, what is it? they have like different forms of cocoa core now. So like they have they have actually a cool product out there, charcoal. If you're listening, charcoal is a cool cool product. So they're actually like in mesh bags. And then uh-huh. there's like there's like a brick of, of cocoa in there. Yes, yes. Right? Okay, I think I've seen that. Yeah, seen so that. like uh-huh. those are good for like for like really massive grows too because like you can just lay them all on your on your flood tables and then you can just water each one and, and the cocoa just rises. So like those are cool. Like you know they're they're pretty uh, they're they're pretty inexpensive. I mean for what you're paying for, that's a it's soil's expensive, cocoa's expensive. And you you would suggest just a normal like. Just soil, just regular, regular grow, or do you think hydroponics is just? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's better or what. I would say honestly, like as a beginner to start, I would I would always suggest probably start with something that has a little bit forgiveness, which like a nice soil blend. So like there's a good blend out there, seven oh seven by Roots Organica. They're they're a good blend. So they have inputs already into the soil. So NPK are the building blocks of any plant. So. Those inputs that are in those plant that's in that plants like let's say you have a busy like works work schedule and and but you still want to grow so like using soil with inputs in it allows like a little bit of forgiveness so if you don't have time to like let's say you forgot to water one night well like soil has like nutrients in in the soil so you can get it's okay for you know it'll well, be all right hopefully you, hopefully it doesn't get too dry but but it but it but if you if you don't have time to put mix nutrients and all that stuff and and do the watering and pH test it if you just threw if you just did like pH water here and there you'd still be okay i mean it you don't want to miss like a feeding schedule but you would be okay just cuz it has still some viable nutrients in there but like let's say you did like a cocoa now that's different. There's not there's not a lot of forgiveness in there because, like I said, it's an inert material. So there's no nutrients that are in it. It's just cocoa. Mm-hmm. So like there's nothing the plant. There's no nutrients the plant can get. And and one thing that we didn't really talk about is like pHing. So pHing is like so important for for plants because they they will go on like what they call a pH lockout. So like if you don't pH your plant to a five point five to a six point five, depending if you're going from a a soil medium to a hydroponic medium 
the, the plant will go into nutrient lockout and then they will not be able to get any nutrients from from just because the pH balance is off just because the, the acidic is too high or too low so you want to be buffered right where you're 5.5 and, and I bet any like I, I don't know I, I I bet the more majority of people have no idea about that the majority of people aren't even thinking anything about that they don't no know idea. man they don't know yeah and, and I know people in in grows locally like I mean like I'm legal like big grows and, huh. and uh, I, I have got knowledge for them still man and, and you know I one thing different about what I do versus others too is I use like horticulture the best horticulture LED lights on the market so like I don't use high sodium pressure lights I use mm -hmm. LED lights so the different measurement there's a different wave measurement of LED versus a high sodium bulb so it's more cost effective too but also it's a little bit more delicate on the plant so yeah, man, there's a there's a ton of stuff to talk about with cannabis. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's what's kind of like back in the brand of of Lifluence Project. So like, it's just all it's all about like it's like almost a brand for as a grower for growers, but but also like wanting to be a, like a streetwear as well. So there's multiple designs, you know. Right uh -huh. now we have we have like five or six different designs to start with. Um, and, and it's just Livefluence Project on uh, Instagram, right? Yeah, so like on Instagram, uh, Livefluence Project, and then also like me, I'm live live underscore fluence. So you, you'll find both of them, and and you know the Livefluence is just kind of like my everyday thing. Like it'll just show like kind of processes that I do, or just like my growth. I've seen it. It's a nice Instagram. It's got some beautiful that? pictures Thank on you. it. Thank you. I appreciate some it. Some beautiful <laughs> pictures of flower on it. Uh, but uh, I saw too, what, do you have any, uh, any tools you like to use? Cause I saw it one time you had the, I don't know what it was. It was like that, that shake bag or whatever. It was like, uh, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but do you have any, any, like any, uh, secret tools that make it easier on you? So that's something that I just started using, man. And, um, so like, I don't know if you've ever trimmed before, but trimming is extremely, I've trimmed one time it's in my life. It's extremely <laughs> tedious, man. So yeah. It's extremely yeah. tedious. So whether you're going to get arthritis from it or your hands are getting all sticky, all sticky. Just all, yeah, yeah, yeah bro, so, I like, know. so like I did move to like some processes um, that kind of helped me just because I'm busy as shit so uh, there's there's a bag in the market called trim bag I didn't think I would ever kind of like go toward that route but you know whether it's me trimming all the time or me getting a couple people to have a trimming party it's a pain in the ass man so like this trim bag is awesome trim bag if you're listening um, so trim bag is like you can just take your material. So you, I drive, I drive flower at fifty six percent to fifty eight percent humidity, like for about two weeks out in the desert. Like if you dry it too too dry, in the normal temperature out here in the desert, your house is going to be about sixteen percent humidity, which is dry. So mm -hmm. your bud is going to just crack. It's going to crumble. It's not going to be. It's not going to have that. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of stickiness, kind yeah, of gel you want still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that freshness right so like so like this trim bag like after you dry it and cure it right then then really like once you dry flour you should be able to just run your finger through it and the leaves the little the little leaves that are still on there um should just snap off if you take a branch that you have dried correctly and, and, you, and you bend it it should have a little snap if it doesn't snap it's, it's still too much moisture mm -hmm, in the, mm -hmm. in the stem so so i yeah, so like once you once it's dry quickly, you just kind of trim everything off, throw it in this bag, and you kind of do these rotations in there, and they have this system in place in that bag where it kind of peels back the sugar leaves and everything. So like basically, once you're done rotating, you kind of just shake it around, and then there's like a zipper on the bottom, and you dump all the 
all the basically it's all your trim it's all your sugar leaves and all your trim kind of yeah and then what you do and then i just dump all the flour out right and that's what needs to get trimmed and i have another tool that i have in place that i'm using it's called the canna brush which is it's an awesome tool oh, i did see that you saw oh, you post about that too yeah so it, uh, i actually got some samples out to uh, a couple big grows out here locally and then i have some people in my in my my family that that have legal grows out out in california that i got samples so they love them man like it's one you know the, the trim bag is one thing some people like would be satisfied with just using the trim bag or doing a rough trim and i'm not satisfied with that so like i like my flowers like nice and pretty mm -hmm. so like mm -hmm. it's for a particular person you know so i like i like my flower like kind of like a jewelry you know it's got to be refined and so like once once i trim it with the bag man then i then i go through it with the trim with the trim brush and it really gets in there and that brush you're literally just brushing you right that's all you're doing you right brush it so it's got like these like silicone based bristles so like silicone thc doesn't stick as good as hard as on 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 the, the bristle silicone than it does on scissors so like you, you're actually it's actually a little bit more delicate on the flower just because because you don't have like all kinds of resin sticking to like coming off so of it to the scissors. yeah, so, yeah. So it's 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 real delicate. It's a delicate process, but but it gets close. It's like shaving your face, man. It just gets in there, and I haven't shaved, but <laughs> but it gets in there real I got close. A beard. <laughs> it gets in there real close, man, and and like it's it just pronounces the flower when, once it's trimmed correctly. So yeah, I actually saw a video of you using it, and it looked pretty interesting, man. I was like, wow, that's a that's a cool cool product. Whoever yeah, came up with it, you'd yeah. be surprised, man. Like. Like people that are in big grows and uh, like like legit big like huge grows like they don't know about all these little projects so like when they see my like when I see my uh, lip fluid side and they're like what is that like same questions like what is that bag or what is that brush and you would think that somebody you know that's what they do as a they would already know it yeah you would think that they would know already and they should know they should be real knowledgeable and and get the magazines from the hydro stores read them like I get all the magazines I read everything for the new up and coming tools and techniques and no one's a master grower everyone wants to be a master grower and say oh you're a master grower don't ever call me a master grower because you're always there's, learning there's always things to learn man i mean yeah. even the master if they, they what they used to call a master grower i mean you can't tell me when you when you stop learning man that's when the plant stops there and you're not going to go any further so i'm always looking to to better the plant, better my 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 nutrient schedules, uh, better just better everything. So I think that goes with everything, you know. As soon as you stop, you know, putting in the effort, they're gonna pass you by. Right. Everybody's gonna pass you by. Right. You know? It happens. It happens with school. It happens with sports. It happens with growing. It happens with everything, you know. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh man, I forgot. I had a question in my mind and it <laughs> threw me off. Till I started talking. I started talking too much. Um, but oh, that's what I that's what I had. Um, the the Livefluence project. When you're planning to, on getting it up and running, I know we got and on top of that, what are you doing with Corona right now? What, what's your what's your like? How are you preparing? How how is your family prepped up? Like, are you sketched out about it? I I asked my my coach from the last podcast the same question because. Hey man, we're living in a different time right now. We're living through history right now, so might as well oh, man, ask you what you what you think about it. It's a hard question, man. So like the whole Lifluence project, man. I wanted to I wanted to like get this launched probably about a month ago, and uh, just dealing. There's so many moving parts with with the apparel brand, as you know. It's just dealing with the manufacturer, dealing with like I got private labels on the shirt. I'm getting it. I'm getting private private labels. Um, also, manufacturer tags removed with private labels as well. So, 
it's just like that in itself is a process and then from there it gets i can have it drop shift drop ship to to customers but at the same time um i need i need to get the product because i have custom labels that i'm that we're putting on there that kind of brands the brand that, that it says gives a story behind the behind the brand so that's got to get on the shirt which they're not going to do for me and then i got to get it to the screen printer and then pick it up packaging all that it takes time and and so like i'm working with like a couple models that like now like you said the coronavirus has hit us and yeah i've got yeah. like two music artists that i'm working with, with like one's mikey reyes up in high desert he's known out in this valley He's a like a great reggae artist. He's very talented. They can just find him, search Mikey Reyes, and they'll, yeah. They'll if you look up Mikey Reyes, like on YouTube, like you'll see all his all of his like videos, and he's great, man. And then um, like so, we've kind of became friends now, and like we're we're working together. We we've got a we've got a Live Fluent song that's gonna be back. He's backing the the brand. So Mikey Reyes is one, um, and his and his girlfriend Brianna Navarro also is on the song. So. Um, I got another artist up in the LBC, so like you know, he he's up in he's up there. So he's a he's a great rap artist, Young Zeke. You'll he, he if you look him up on on YouTube, you'll see all his West Coast stuff. And so he's 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 working on some stuff for me. So getting yeah. the beats mixed and mastered and, and you're getting uh, all that back end stuff ready. Yeah, man. So it's like, already. I want to be like kind of a competitor, like out there with like kind of like the street the the street wares out there, but also. Um, you know, it's all about donating to cancer patients at the end of the day. So like that's what the whole brand is, but it's kinda kinda has two sides, like a streetwear size but also a donation side. Um so that's where I'm running with that man, but like with this coronavirus it's uh it's crazy, man. Like we're just, you know, eating at a restaurant with the family just about a week ago, like just Exactly you know, I now can't it's... Even, I can't even like it's Friday. It was Friday, you know, and then I want to go out to to dinner with the family, and you can't even do that. So everything's pick up now. Yeah, yeah, so like we're just trying to move with it, man. Like honestly, it was like, man, all this this stuff hit us right now. We're trying to lift this company up, and and all this happened, but everyone's dealing with it, man. So like I think we just got to keep pushing through it, and like you know, a lot of people may not want to spend the money right now on apparel, but at the same time. I mean, people can't really go shopping either. So, like, e-commerce is going to be kind of the way that that everything goes. Whether it's conference calls now because they they don't want big groups that you can't go shop. Well, you can't even go into a mall anymore. So, like, things are really going to go toward e-commerce. So, and I saw that. even even Pete from Flat Black, for example, he uh, he mentioned. I saw him on his Instagram story story saying, uh, you know, like the big the big corporations and stuff like they're they're fine. Those guys are going to be fine. Like the small businesses, those are the guys that really needs your support you know and especially like right. Coachella Valley if you're if you're in the valley like why not support somebody doing something in the valley you know so I'm definitely with him like like especially in this time why would we go support I don't know Target or whoever when you can go buy from your your buddy or whatever go buy from the the small town right. market to help out the people that are actually having to take care of their families because Target, Walmart, all those people that are not the people that work there, but the people that own that, they're they're millionaires, bro. Multimillionaires. Right. And the people that own flat black shop or the people that own these small little whatever, whatever shops, they're trying to make make it every day, you know, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, man, it's crazy because actually a lot of the CEOs right now, man, of big companies, like big corporate companies, um, with all this coronavirus thing happening. They're actually a lot of these 
CEO stepping down. So like I a, saw lot of, that. a lot of these companies, man, are really are going to be non-existent. I think pretty soon. So um, it's I think it's a it's a kind of a scary time. You think it's for everybody? It's kind of going bad. For it everybody. is, man. It is. So like you know. Lift Lunch Project, we still going to lift off. We're still going to do this um, no matter what. Yeah. Whether I was, I wanted to get into this no matter what, even if it made it or if it didn't make it, but I'm going to make sure that I do make it. But at the same time, man, it's like, it's going to be kind of, it's kind of scary to get into the market with, with everything going on. There's a lot of unknowns. So, but I mean, like I said, e-commerce is going to be the way to go now. So people are going to be shopping from home. You know, everything's going to be Amazon. At least or, for, I'm guessing, a couple months, right? It could be a couple months. It could be it could be a year. We don't know. So, you know, I still want to be able to put the merchandise out there for people and uh, let them know that we're still doing it. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think this is how, how we should wrap it up, man. This cool. is uh, this is the 19th episode, 100 podcast. Again, this is Ray. Uh, Live Fluence Project on Instagram or live under underscore fluence. Yes, is that it? On it. Instagram. Uh, anything else you want to mention? No, man. That's it. Uh, the site's still under construction. So, like, if you do go to the site, if you could, you could just type in your URL, Lifluence Project. It will come up. It is under construction, so you, it'll say that. But if you enter your email address in on the website, we will email you and let you know when the site is launching, and, and you can get on there and, and uh, help support. We're looking forward to it, man. We're Appreciate you. Having can't wait, dude. Can't right. wait to check it out. That's it, bro. We're done.